Hello, and welcome to Humanities Centered, a podcast that explores research in the arts and humanities at Carleton College. I'm Clara Hardy, the director of Carleton's Humanities Center. In this series, we're talking about projects that were supported by a large grant from the Mellon Foundation. You'll hear us all affectionately referring to it as the Public Works Grant, but the official title was Public Works, Arts and Humanities Connecting Communities. And it is that emphasis on communities and connection that most fundamentally defined the work it made possible. Much of the excitement of the grant generated at Carleton came from the way it allowed faculty to foster connection with a wide range of communities on campus, in Northfield, in the Twin Cities area, and beyond. The work in many ways was anchored in particular space, attentive to local issues and history. In future episodes, we'll look at work with Northfield youth on music creation, social practice collaboration in the Powderhorn neighborhood in Minneapolis, and developing relations with the Prairie Island Indian community. Hearing about these projects can give you some sense of the grant's ambitious goal of deepening engagement with the challenges of building a more inclusive and civil society. Indeed, of re-emphasizing the importance of the arts and humanities for democracy itself. In this first episode, I'm talking with Susanna Ottaway and Kelly Canole, the faculty who co-directed the grant. Hello and welcome to Susanna and Kelly. Um, can I get you guys to introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Susanna Ottaway. I teach in the History Department at Carleton, and I'm the faculty co-director of the Public Works Initiative. Hi, I'm Kelly Canole, and I teach in Studio Arts. I teach ceramics primarily, and I am the other co-director of the Public Works Initiative. Susanna, I know you were uh, really instrumental in helping the college to get this grant and um, passionate about um, the work that it would do here. So could you tell us a little bit just about the grant generally? Sure, Clara, and thanks for talking to us today. It's really nice to be able to wrap up the grant with this opportunity to talk more. So I think that I want to start off actually by making sure that we know and recognize um, George Shuffleton and Bev Nagel, because the two of them were really a very important part of getting the grant started. The grant, uh, the idea for the grant really grew out of an opportunity that Carleton had to apply for a large Mellon Foundation funded initiative. And that came up at the very end of 2016. And at that point, uh, Dean Bev Nagel reached out to myself and George Shuffleton, who was then the Associate Dean of the College, and a few other faculty members and staff members to brainstorm about what would be the best topic for a large Mellon Foundation grant. We started off thinking about the digital humanities and arts because, uh, because we had had a small grant in 2013, 2014 for the digital humanities. That had been very successful, but it had been a very small grant that we shared with McAllister and St. Olaf. So when we first started talking about this grant opportunity, we started thinking about what could we do with the digital humanities. And uh, then George and Bev and then director of the TRIP-CE, Amel Garani, um, we we gathered a lot of faculty together to talk about what could they imagine a large, uh, so a four-year, circa $1 million uh, initiative at Carleton doing for the arts and humanities. And those listening sessions really quickly evolved uh, so that people were talking a lot about wanting to connect with other publics. And people had really different ideas about what those other publics were. 
Some people were really interested in working with local school communities. Some people were really interested in working with youth. Some people were interested in broader publics, meaning reaching the broadest public possible. So reaching a national or international popular audience for their work. And that really drove the writing of the grant uh, in the way that we proposed it to the Mellon Foundation. That idea that what Carleton faculty wanted to do better was to bridge the academic side of their work with a really wide range of communities. And so what we did in writing the grant, it was try to um, try to build into the grant proposal itself this opportunity for faculty who were at all levels of that kind of public work. So people who'd never connected through even academic civic engagement projects, all the way up to faculty like uh, Michael McNally or Anita Chikator or others who had been doing civic engagement for many years, who were already public scholars in their own rights. What we tried to do was build into the grant ways in which anybody who taught at Carleton could could learn and then grow in connecting with however they defined the public audience that they wanted. And by public, what what we meant at the time of the grant proposal was really anybody who's not Carleton. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one of the funny things has been over time that, that that definition has changed too. So I think it's still we still think about public scholarship being outside of the academy. But I think now we have this sense of what those publics look like in a new way. And I think we also have come to really value partnerships within Carleton as part of those broader publics. You know, so thinking of reaching staff, thinking of reaching uh, faculty from different departments, you know, thinking about how what we do in the arts and humanities can be translated and shared and used by all of these different folks at Carleton, beyond Carleton, and kind of from, from all different walks of life. It's it's really exciting and important work and feels like you guys did an enormous amount over the, the five, six years of the grant, even in the face of the global pandemic and the challenges that that threw up for you. Um, so I'm going to ask Kelly in a minute to to give us a more specific example of one of the projects that um, that happened under the grant. But I, I know I've heard both of you talk uh, in really interesting ways about what it was like to have one studio artist and one historian, um, more traditional humanities scholarship um, focused person working together on this. Could, would you be willing to, to talk for a minute on, on the, the experience you had and the things you learned about arts and humanities by working together on this project? Oh, I'd be happy to, to say a few words about it. Uh, so before um, this experience. I knew Susanna just as a colleague, but but not well at all. Um, and when I was approached to co-direct with Susanna, who had been so instrumental in the writing of the grant and the the real thinking through what we would need on campus, um, I thought, oh, well, this is a great adventure. <laughs> let's see, <laughs> let's see what happens. Uh, and Clara, I just can't say enough. Um, kind words about the partnership that was formed over the years. We also had um, a fantastic administrative assistant in um, Tara Krebsbach and a couple of EAs who helped us in incredible ways. Um, but really, I think the the benefit of having someone from the humanities and someone from the arts is that we 
um, just travel in different circles on campus and in actually different circles in Northfield. And, uh, and so we were able to just touch so many um, communities that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do just on our own. I also think having another person to, we met nearly every week for the entire length of the grant, so for five years, um, but it allowed us to just brainstorm together and think, well, how, how would this call for proposals sound to a studio artist or to an art historian or to a historian or, you know, someone in classics? Like it, it, we, we, we just had uh, two brains working together <laughs> to make all those sorts of decisions. And I think it just kept us on track in a way that, boy, I would recommend Carlton really think about and not just Carlton, uh, just grant management in thinking about the value, the incredible value that happens in a partnership. Yeah, I think the other thing I'd say about that, uh, besides the fact that it was really terrific to work together and to feel like our partnership was kind of at the core of the grant and learning from one another about our different disciplines, our different divisions really at the college was at the core of the grant. But those weekly gatherings when we got together also meant that we were talking through what we what we had done all the time. And so not only were, would we be planning ahead, we'd also be talking about what, what did we just do and how did it go? And I think our different training meant, meant that, that we were looking at different things. We were looking for different things. And just to give you one example of the way that we were able to work together from our different disciplinary perspectives, I think one of my favorite projects that we ever did was a grant that we got from the Minnesota Humanities Center as a little side grant to facilitate the work that Public Works was doing, which was a Veterans Voices grant. Kelly was able to bring a really prominent ceramicist to campus who was a veteran and to knit his experience on campus into her coursework and into public events. And on my side, I was able to bring a veteran that I'd worked with at the Minnesota Humanities Center to campus who was a playwright. And so between the two of us, we brought those folks together, but then we also brought different community members together and that was an example where our connections brought those folks together and helped to create the community experience that we all had. But it was talking back over that that made me realize how different our expectations had been about the experiences on campus and the different ways in which Kelly's studio arts students learned from that experience than, say, my history majors learned from that experience. You know, we're constantly talking about those ways that the different disciplines feed each other, but watching it happen in Kelly's art studio was an uh, incredible experience. That's It's so fascinating because of um, what you were saying earlier about the way in which you thought about different publics, right? And how at first it was just external to Carleton, and then you thought more about the Carleton community itself and the way in which bridging those um, boundaries could be an enriching kind of a thing. So so the notion of student learning being radically different across the different areas of the college and being enriched by uh, these kinds of things is really, really interesting. Kelly, can you tell us um, specifically about one of the projects that you did in the in under the aegis of the grant? Sure. Uh, I was able to interface with the grant in lots of different ways as a director, but then also um, as a as a grantee. Uh, and one of the culminating projects, we we really thought about um, in the veil of the pandemic, what are we going to do to to um, we we couldn't really have a big symposium like there are all these sorts of ways that we often finish up a Mellon grant. 
we thought, well, let's let's think about how we can leave some lasting um, knowledge on campus and in the community. Um, so I was able to work with Nancy Breaker, the director of the Carleton Arboretum, and Eleanor Jensen, who's a visiting uh, assistant professor in studio arts. Uh, and we cooked up a uh, natural history uh, course uh, modeled on the Minnesota Extension Services um, Master Naturalist Program. Um, but we wanted to diverge just a bit from their curriculum um, that is really based in, in the natural history and ecology. And we wanted to create some of that knowledge, uh, make that available, but with an overlay of arts and humanities. Um, and so Nancy and Eleanor were uh, just terrific in working out a curriculum that allowed space for that to happen. So we had, I think it ended up being about 20 um, artists, writers, um, community members, teachers um, from the local middle school and elementary and one of the elementary schools, um, a couple of local artists to get together. And we spent um, all of fall, I think it was about seven weeks um, of pretty intense two nights a week classes and a couple of all day Saturdays, really learning about the natural history of the prairies and potholes biome. It's a, the one of the areas that, that is right here in our Carlton Arboretum. You might just want to explain what a pothole is. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just, or just that it's not what you drive over on. Okay. <laughs> I should say that a pothole is not um, the unfortunate thing that you might hit on a, a paved road. A pothole is um, the term that's used to describe um, depressions in the earth that were left by the glaciers. Um, and so those just, are... Just wanted to straighten that out. <laughs> I am very happy about it. Uh, but we, we spent uh, just a tremendous amount of time in the Arboretum learning about the natural history, but then also thinking how, uh, how would arts and humanities people use the ARB as a, a laboratory for the kind of work that we do? Um, and we learned about um, so many of the plants and animals um, that are in the Arboretum. We traveled to prairies in various stages of restoration, um, both here on campus and some local prairies. And more than anything, we really just shared our experiences, um, both through visual, visual art and also um, through written word, um, through poetry and prose. And we, our culmination of all of this work was an exhibition at the Northfield Arts Guild, where we were able to kind of show the, the fruits of the labor of our time together, um, both within ecology wall, where we all chose different species that um, we learned about and created a, a visual um, didactic materials for them. And then uh, we worked with different communities to create um, three significant projects. Um, the project that I worked on most closely was about um, invasive species and how things that we plant in our garden, I'm a, an avid gardener, and things that we plant in our gardens um, without realizing that those uh, migrate away from our gardens and into natural spaces like the Carlton Arboretum and prairies nearby. And so uh, we worked with a fantastic teachers um, who then took what we were doing in our group and worked with their students. So over 300 um, elementary and middle school students in Northfield learned about invasive species. Um, and we created, uh, they the students created beautiful drawings of both invasive and native plants. And then we um, created postcards 
that had the invasive plant that you might consider taking away in your garden and a native plant that you might consider replacing. And we made those into postcards that they could mail out and trade and as a way of just encouraging people to think a little more closely about um, things that, that are really beautiful but are not so good for yeah. pollinators and for the prairie. Wonderful. Well, um, we're running out of time, but I wanted to give either of you the chance to mention any other highlights, favorite parts, most important aspects of uh, of the work that you've done over these past many years. Yeah, I think that one of the things that Kelly just mentioned uh, is a great example of how public works is creating connections among communities. And I think that that is one of the two ways that we thought about the culminating year of the grant being um, kind of a model for how we connect communities located in this place. And so our final year and a half really was around the topic of learning from place. And that meant both physically in the natural history kind of way that Kelly has talked about uh, when she talks about the master, not the master naturalist class, but the natural history class. But it also for us was about learning the indigenous history of the place. And so I think my favorite uh, element of the grant was that we programmed really intentionally around that theme of learning from place for the last year and a half. That involved, as you know, Clara, right, deep collaborations with the Humanities Center, with the Center for Community and Civic Engagement, with many, many of our colleagues from political science, from religion, from history, from American studies, uh, and kind of every place around campus uh, to build study groups that so that we would learn together about about indigenous history and indigenous art and uh, indigenous practices. It involved uh, bringing the Why Treaties Matter exhibit to campus and learning about how we could customize that from the place that we are at, you know, Carleton and its own particular relationship to indigenous communities and to the history of Northfield. And I think that um, that experience of working together with so many different communities on campus and off campus, it deepened our collaboration with the Minnesota Humanities Center. It deepened our collaboration with incredible indigenous artists like Gwen Westerman from Mankato State. And I think that experience of watching so many different constituents at Carleton, Native students, uh, faculty in the arts, faculty in, in the humanities, uh, you know, social sciences all over. That to me was uh, an amazing culminating experience, uh, just um, kind of the embodiment of what we wanted to do with the grant from the beginning, but that we would never have imagined doing with the grant at the beginning. Yeah. You know, in one way, the pandemic was, uh, I, I dare say, <laughs> but kind of a blessing because we had um, scheduled the Why Treaties Matter exhibit a, a year prior to when it ended up happening. Um, but because of the pandemic and not having anyone on campus, we we moved things. Um, but that year allowed us to make all of those connections and to just be more thoughtful about how we engaged in conversations with the Prairie Island Indian community and with uh, colleagues on campus. You know, it just it just gave us time to kind yeah. of slow down and think about how uh, good work takes time. And mm -hmm. relationship building takes time. Um, and I think that for me, I left that whole experience thinking uh, the arts and humanities are so unbelievably important. 
Um, and I think as people recover from the stresses of the pandemic, it, it really is the arts and humanities that are allowing people to reflect on the experiences that we've had, uh, whether that's in isolation or dealing with sickness, but to think about wh- what is what is the point of, of all of this? Um, and certainly the, the culmination of the grant with um, the focus on learning from place, I think really exemplified that, really brought it to a, a place where faculty, students, staff, community members were all learning together. Um, and there was a humility in that learning, I think, that uh, especially as we looked at the history of the Dakota and the Ojibwe and uh, the way treaties have been violated, um, there was a really common sense of, oh, we, we all are at a place where we need, we need to learn this history um, that's not been, not been in the front of our minds for a long time. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. That's, I think, a beautiful um, place to leave it. So um, thanks for joining me. And I will be talking to um, faculty who worked under the aegis of your grant uh, in the coming episodes, including, uh, in fact, Meredith McCoy and the Elder in Residence program uh, on the the Indigenous um, learning from place aspect that Kelly just uh, left us with. So thanks very much. Thank Thank you. you. There's a link to the Public Works Grant website with information on all the projects it supported on our podcast website, which you can find among the tabs on the left-hand side of www.carleton.edu backwards slash humanities. There you can also discover more about all the programs supported by Carleton's Humanities Center. This podcast is a production of the Carleton Humanities Center and is edited by me, Clara Hardy, with original music by Will Hardy. Thanks, as always, to Austin Mason, Director of Digital Humanities at Carleton, and the Humanities Center Advisory Board for helpful suggestions and support. You can subscribe to Humanities Centered wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.